Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Discworld 2000. We're at our dealer's booth at uh, the dealer's room in the Abbey of Mission Palms. Hotel in Tempe, Arizona. I'm sitting here with wonderful young lady, Miss Zoe Sherwood, operates a publishing company here in the valley called Be Uplifted Press. Zoe is also an author herself, and we're going to be talking just a little bit about this as we go along. Welcome, Zoe. Hi, Don. Pleasure to be here. Now, you, you've been publishing for a few years now, right? Um, actually, we started publishing proper in November of 2008 with our first release, which was Kenton Nepper's Magic of Moments. Awesome. Now, I also understand that you do a magazine as well, correct? We also publish a, a magazine. It's, it's distributed locally, and it's called Be Uplifted Magazine. It focuses on green, um, sustainable, economically uh, responsible living in Arts and poetry. Arts and poetry. Okay, cool. Tell us about your latest book that you're bringing out, your latest release. Messengers from Eden, yes. Thank you, Don. Uh, Messengers from Eden is a poetic journey. I've always written poetry to handle uh, many situations in life, and this book became sort of a biography. It takes us from a preview I once had of a better life years ago through dealing with loss and love, growing to the peace of mind that I have today. It's uh, available on Reader's Cubby on my website, zoeshowood.com, on theupliftedpress.com, and on azpublishingservices.com, also cool. on Amazon. Awesome. So, so you've been doing this for a long time. When did you uh, discover writing, and then, of course, when were you first published? Um, I've always been writing, and I, um, I studied comparative literature in uh, Germany. And I've been writing all along, and I published my first book uh, last year in 2008 with the Uplifted Press, and then in 2009 with Canary. Cool. Now, okay, so if you were to, you know, you've talked about poetry, you've talked about, what do you call it, comparative literature? Um, yes, that's the discipline. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? What is comparative literature? Um, comparative literature just studies um, literature throughout the um, ages, themes that have been carried through since ancient times. Looking at how each period of time has treated the various different themes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. If you were to take and use, say, three words to describe your writing, what three words would you choose? Oh, boy. Um, intuitive, analytic, compassionate. Wow. Intuitive and the compassionate makes sense. What do you mean by analytic? Um, by analytic, I mean that since I mostly write nonfiction, I like to um, observe and analyze and then draw conclusions and then share those with my readers and um, apply a different paradigm and a different perspective. So then, do you have a, a regular routine that you use to get into this? Actually, yes, I do. I usually um, go for a walk or I go someplace or go for a drive, and I compose uh, the work in, in my head. And 
then I go home and it usually flows onto paper or the keyboard almost word perfect and I finish it in one sitting. So then what would you say then if it flows this easily or it sounds like it does, what do you think the cha most challenging aspect of writing is? Oh, the most challenging aspect is keeping going and to find the time. Uh, life life happens and, and we can get jostled out of the flow and out of the right frame of mind and um, and it's hard to get back into it so that's why I grab a piece of paper or the laptop whenever I have a little bit of time or I'm in the right frame of time I feel at peace and because it may not always be that way a lot of my uh, poems in this upcoming book have been written um, just driving down the street or at a traffic light or in the passenger seat or at the park or a cafe or wherever. Well, that's neat. What, what then would you say, uh, clearly you enjoy what you do, what, what would you say is your most rewarding aspect of the writing that you do? Oh, gosh. Um, the most rewarding, I would say, is the uh, faces of my friends when, when they read it. That's really uh, really rewarding. And, and the feeling that I get when I read my own writing and I like it, um, because I'm my worst critic, and um, if I enjoy it and uh, mostly I don't remember where it came from or even write it or how I came up with it then it's usually good. You, you, you already write poetry, you've got the magazine. Do you have a genre that you'd like to write in? Um, yes I do. I, I really like to write um, nonfiction and self-help. I, I believe that um, we all have a lot to share that uh, might help other people. Uh, other people. <laughs> Other people on the internet um, to <laughs> to get through challenges in life and maybe get them through them quicker. And um, I do like uh, political, uh, socio-economical journalism a lot and um, essays, and and I do write those. Cool. Is there a genre you'd like to stay away from that you would avoid? Yes, um, Don. Currently, I stay away from fiction just because um, I draw from experience and my environment and I like to to analyze and see patterns and draw conclusions and I think I can be more helpful to people by writing nonfiction right now it's probably because I still have so many so-called real-life stories to tell that people can identify with that I'm not ready yet because fiction has helped me in reading it just as much as nonfiction. it's just a different medium um, I believe we always teach, even when we entertain, so it's both very important. I've read so many novels, and I learned so much from them about life and about history and about writing. Since nonfiction is shorter, though, or at least in, written in smaller increments, and most of my work does pop into my head already completed, it lends itself to the way I work. I don't make up stories anymore, uh, or right now, like I did when I was a kid. But I do prefer to um, put a different spin on things and apply different paradigms or fresh perspective and try to make sense of the world as wow. it is. It, you talk about uh, having apparently being quite widely read. So do you have a group of authors who you've read that, you, that have really touched your experience and your life in, in ways that have been important as an author? That's easy. Lewis Lapham. I really admire him, and I really aspire to write um, like um, like him, and I'd really like to borrow his mind for just a day. <laughs> and then, of course, the Brontes and Charlotte Bronte, and um, I'm really fascinated by the way that they lived um, in isolation. Of course, Jane Austen, uh, what a writer. Simone de Beauvoir, one of my um, heroes. 
very passionate detached, and yet detached and independent. And then I have a, a favorite mystery author, and her name, she, uh, she writes under Elizabeth Peters, and I really want to thank her for countless hours of intelligent entertainment and education on so much history and on feminism also. Wow. Is there a question or a comment or something you'd like to either ask or offer to one of these authors? Anything you've always wanted to say to them? Most of them, <clears throat> I want to be like you, and like I said, I want to borrow your mind for a day. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting. That could be real interesting on some really level. Um, so what did you do then to celebrate the publication of your first book? I cried. You cried? I cried. It was just so touching, um, really moving to do my uh, first signing event um, here at Changing Hands, and we had 50 people and uh, ran out of chairs like right in the first five minutes, and we sold all our books that day. It was it was a moving day, wonderful awesome. celebration. Okay, um, I'm gonna shift gears for just a moment, and you know, you also run Be Uplifted Press as a publishing company here in the valley. And I'm curious, how did this end up getting started, and what's the idea behind the pub? That's an interesting uh, question, Don. What happened was my friend passed away, and I decided I wanted to do something more meaningful with my life. And I was on a road trip at the time, and I saw this graffiti. And the graffiti was a heart, and it had Be Uplifted written across it. So I took a picture of it and uh, made that the... Um, uh, name of the company and so the publishing press was born and the idea really is to help people and to inspire them and to make a positive difference and to be of service. We want to help people who read the books but also our authors that we publish. Uh, we really want to publish writers and artists who otherwise would have trouble finding a publisher because it's such a small niche. So a lot of the focus of the magazine that you mentioned earlier is about going green. Why do you think it's important that going green is a good idea? Very important, very important. Very near and dear to my heart. I, I really believe focus of the magazine is on um, the green movement because as I grew up in Germany, we have a um, very well-developed conscience when it comes to the environment because Europe is so crowded that the issue is right in your face all the time. So I've always cared and I wanted to do something to help the movement here. Uh, going green is also important for the economy locally and globally. A lot of the poverty and suffering is caused by our exploiting the world's resources in a non-sustainable way, which hurts local economies, economies and the farming individuals in other countries. And for us here, it's creating a new economy that's not only sustainable for the environment and renewable for resources, but also sustains itself in terms of job growth, not decline, because it doesn't deplete our resources and it doesn't rely on import. So that's why the magazine focuses, focuses on green and also the arts and education. Education because it leads to environmental and social economical responsibility. And uh, we're also getting high, um, helping high school students get established as writers. And the arts, of course, because it documents, you know, they document our world, the environment, and dreams, and express, you know, hope for the future. Creativity in itself, it's really important in trying to improve the economy and the quality um, in our lives and for people in general. So, with both the magazine in, in line, and you've got the, the publishing company online, and you're also a part of AZ Publishing, so what do you look for in an author? Um, I would say positive. We really look for um, 
thoughtfulness. We want authors who do want to make a difference through their art or their poetry or their writing. Uh, creative self-expression. Um, and what we're looking and and what they have to say or to show is thoughtful, inquisitive, thought-provoking, original, and ultimately helping people move forward in a positive fashion. What do you do in your free time? You've got a publishing company, a magazine, you're part of a larger publishing group, you're clearly quite busy. Do you even have any free time? <laughs> I, I do and I don't. Um, <laughs> um, of course, obviously, I read, and that's you know part of my job, and I read a lot of manuscripts, but I also, um, obviously, in my free time, I read, and um, I write, I hike, I, uh, I play with my dogs, but I read to my dogs, because usually if they like something, it's usually good. So what is next for you? Next for me, currently working on, um, we're currently working on a collaborative effort with another publisher from Milwaukee, and so we're putting out a um, collaborative um, book that's called um, Affirmations for the Soul. So I'm very excited about that. It's so rewarding to, to, to co-create with somebody else. And I have six other authors to publish this fall. Uh, two of my own books, and then, of course, the magazine. So where can we find John Webb? At um, readerscubby.com, <coughs> zoe-sherwood.com, at beupliftedpress.com, at azpublishingservices.com, and um, on Amazon. Awesome. So we should be able to find you real easy. Thanks for being with us today, Zoe. It's been a pleasure. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Don. Pleasure's all mine. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.